turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. it said that timing is everything and anyone who's ever bought a home at the top of the market or sold a stock just before it rose to a record high would tend to agree. But when we follow Christ, it's possible to have perfect timing in the things that really matter. Of course, we have to let him be in charge. So stay with us today as we look at perfect timing. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Psalm 95, the radio outreach ministry of the National Christian Choir from the greater metropolitan area surrounding our nation's capital. I'm Kathy Bowman, your host for this weekly time of worship featuring scripture, commentary, and the uplifting music of the choir, all designed to encourage you in your faith journey. And I'm delighted that you could join me here today as we talk about timing and its importance in our lives. I'm sure we all have stories we could tell about either good timing or bad timing. I remember back in the 80s, a friend of mine argued vehemently about the superiority of the Betamax player over the VHS version. And perhaps he was right technically, but the culture decided against him. After, of course, he had invested a good amount of money in what turned out to be the wrong choice. And take fashion, for example. I always felt that I was seriously behind the times. I remember finally buying some bell-bottoms, right as they were going out and skinny jeans were coming in. It was like getting a curly perm right before long, straight hair became all the rage. These, of course, are somewhat humorous examples of bad timing. But I know we can probably all think of some not-so-funny situations where our timing was off, and perhaps really off. Times when our decisions weren't the right ones when we allowed procrastination or fear or self-doubt to rule, and thus opportunities passed us by. Times when we acted too hastily, rushing headlong into something and then living to regret it. Today, I hope that we can reflect on some strategies for improving our timing so we don't have to live with regret or lost opportunities. And one of the first steps toward perfect timing, or at least better timing, is to make sure our lives are solidly grounded in our relationship with Jesus Christ and in the knowledge of His Word.
is certainly a worthy goal as we go through life, but most of us would settle for simply upping our average. And assuming that we have the kind of relationship with Christ that I mentioned a few moments ago, one that's personal, intimate, and collaborative, it's entirely possible to improve our timing as it relates to choices, decisions, and actions. When our trust and hope and life are in His hands, we can say, as the psalmist did in chapter 31, Verses 14 through 16. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hands. Deliver me from my enemies and from those who pursue me. Make your face shine on your servant. Save me by your steadfast love.
We're going to look today at several factors that affect our timing, and one of the most important ones is learning to wait on the Lord. Isaiah 40:31 says, "But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength; they shall mount up with wings as eagles; they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint." Getting ahead of God is one of the worst mistakes we can make as far as timing goes. When we rush into things without consulting him, simply because we think we know what we want, disaster awaits. Putting the matter before him, asking for wisdom and discernment, asking for his guidance, these are all steps to take as we wait on him and they will lead to a successful decision. Another factor in developing good timing is not allowing fear to cause you to wait too long. God may be showing you an answer or trying to speak to you, but if fear has you so bound up that you can't recognize his leading, then you may miss the mark just as easily as you would have by running ahead of God. Life is filled with so many woulda, coulda, shouldas, and those missed opportunities are all too frequently the result of fear. After you've put the matter before the Lord, prayed about it, searched the scriptures, perhaps talked with a pastor or good Christian friend, and feel as though you understand what you should do, then take action. My elderly aunt was afraid to have a knee replacement even though she had received clearance from all of her doctors. She wrestled with this decision for years. She was afraid of the post-surgery therapy. She feared she wouldn't be able to survive the surgery. She had more excuses than any one person should be able to dream of and ended up not having a surgery that would have helped her walk instead of becoming wheelchair bound. That's letting fear rule to your detriment. When we have the okay from God, we need to cast off the fear and move forward, walking in the way he's shown us. Do you have the spirit of God? It's a good, good feeling when 
scripture found in Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 tells us that there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. And Proverbs 16 verse 9 says, In their hearts humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. There's nothing wrong with planning. That is, unless you're forever planning and never following up with action. It takes a balance of planning and action to get to the desired result of God's perfect timing. When it comes to making decisions or taking action, I would just offer some practical tips based on years of ministry experience. One is, don't make major decisions or take important actions while you're in a time of crisis, grief, or loss, or major life change. If there is any way you can realistically wait until you are a bit beyond the immediate situation, you will most likely be more clear-headed and less reactionary than you might be when you're in the middle of a crisis. Give God time to minister to you, to show His love and care for you, and lift you up to a place of healing and peace before you try to deal with major decisions. love what Ecclesiastes 3.11 says. Here it is. He has made everything beautiful in its time. To me, it's such a comfort to know that even if perhaps I've missed the mark, blew the timing, rushed in too soon, or waited way too long, God stands in the gap for us and can make something beautiful out of the mess we've handed Him. And as long as we're breathing, it's not too late to confess our faults to Him. Ask for forgiveness and allow Him to change our way forward. 
We should never feel that we're too old, too compromised, that we've made too many mistakes and hurt ourselves and too many others in the process for God to intervene and make things beautiful. In Isaiah 61, God says he will comfort those who mourn and provide for those who grieve, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Changing lives is God's specialty, and he can take the fractured pieces of our lives that came about from our bad timing, bad choices, and bad decisions, and give us a fresh start, one that puts us in a position to be led by him and guided in all aspects of our life, including the all-important need for his perfect timing. Well, that's all the time we have for today, but before I go, I just want to share a few things with you about the choir. At present, we're still unable to present our worship concerts due to COVID-19 guidelines, but we are moving forward with our new recording to be released sometime this fall, entitled Worthy of Worship. The album features some stirring and heartwarming favorites, such as His Eye is on the Sparrow, Is He Worthy, Oh Happy Day, All Rise, Waymaker, and many more. Be sure to visit our website to pre-order your copy and learn how you can become a recording sponsor. The website address is nationalchristianchoir.org. Again, that's nationalchristianchoir.org. We hope you'll visit soon. I want to send out a huge thanks to all of our listeners who have been praying for the National Christian Choir during these months of shutdown and strict reopening regulations. It's frustrating to see many churches unable to open and thus unable to host a concert with the choir. We pray that we will be able to resume our concerts soon. But until then, your prayers and financial support would be greatly appreciated. You may write to us at P.O. Box 1600, Germantown, Maryland, 20875, or visit our website to donate at nationalchristianchoir.org. Again, that's nationalchristianchoir.org. Thank you in advance for any help you can give us as we await the opportunity to sing again in concert. Once again, this is Kathy Bowman thanking you for joining me today. Be sure to tune in again next week as we worship together here on Psalm 95 with the National Christian Choir. Choir.